I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Hi, my name is Sandy Swallow and I I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I just wanted to come to you and explain to you why I've decided to start Lakota Link. So I'm sitting here on one of my very favorite places, and that's my deck overlooking the town. And uh, it's so it's a little windy, but it feels so good to be outside and. Uh, it's one of my favorite places. I I have some things I think about that uh, when I get to heaven, I really hope that there's coffee, which is Wakulapi in Lakota, popcorn, and chocolate. And the reason I want coffee is because every morning when it's nice, my husband and I sit out here on the deck, and today it's so pretty and green the um, light breeze and we hear the the birds chirping and I'm a Lakota elder and uh, when you become an elder you get to thinking about your time and and what you want to do with it and in some ways it becomes more valuable because you know time's not limitless it it you've lived more years than you have left to live so one of the things I really wanted to do is make a connection with people and and help them understand the Lakota culture although I'm not a was never raised traditional I was always raised with the idea that whoever you are you you should be proud of who you are Just to get back to my history a little bit, my folks were living on the Pine Ridge Reservation when I was born. I was actually born across the border to Gordon, Nebraska, because that was the closest hospital. And my mom at that time had tuberculosis, and when I was born, she relapsed, and so she had to go back into the hospital and at that time it was a quarantine situation as we're um, dealing with right now so I think about her often in that respect of what she went through then consequently my dad he he farmed some land there and by porcupine on the Pine Ridge Reservation and 
he couldn't take care of two little girls. I had a sister that was four years older than me, and so my sister went to one aunt, and I went to my aunt Josephine Hamilton, and she kept me. I'm not even sure I how many, how long, but I think it was well over a year. It took my mom to recuperate, and then throughout my life, I ended up actually living with my Aunt Jo. She had a ranch on the Pine Ridge Reservation on the southwest corner, and her and Uncle Bud, they loved kids, and seemed like they raised, they had four of their own, but they raised a lot more. And I was one of them that they helped raise. I'd say, looking back, I probably learned a lot the Lakota ways or how to be a Lakota woman from my Aunt Jo because she was a strong woman. And she would cook for branders. And um, for those of you who maybe don't, understand what I'm talking about uh, they would gather up the cattle once a year and the calves they would um, brand with their brand so nobody could steal them and often it was really a social event and back then I helped Aunt Joe, and I remember one year she making about 24 homemade pies and I remember peeling the potatoes, and it'd be like 10-pound sacks of potatoes, and not just that, but more, to make mashed potatoes. And she would have fried chicken or roast beef. Or She believed if a man was going to be working hard that you fed them good. Hopefully I've carried that on a little bit. <laughs> don't know if my husband would agree with me on that but I always did like to feed my family and like to make them homemade cake and cookies and things like that it was kind of a way of showing my love for them and so I thought well I'd share a little bit of this with you and I wanted to tell you a little bit about growing up and when I went I went to high school at Oryx, South Dakota and that's kind of on the southwest corner of South Dakota and it's a small town but they've got a lot of spirit in that town that's for sure they pull together on a lot of things and my high school class was actually 10 girls and one boy and always did kind of feel sorry for that boy because well, he got a lot of attention, but I'm not sure if he enjoyed it all. <laughs> so, and my husband's class was a couple of years before mine, and and I think there was like nine boys and one girl, and I definitely felt sorry for that girl. So, we come from just a small, small town, and my husband was a cowboy, and we fell in love at a early young age, got married. I had just graduated high school, and he was in college, and we decided we were 
smart enough to get married. So, and this is how smart we were. <laughs> when we got married, we went on our honeymoon in Rapid City and went to the Holiday Inn, had a big, wonderful supper. And the next morning, we woke up and was hungry for breakfast and we didn't have any money. <laughs> so we went out to the car and looked through the glove compartment and found, I remember it was about 50 cents, and went to McDonald's, got a Coke and fries for breakfast. So that's how smart we were. <laughs> but I guess one good thing, it lasted. It has lasted. We picked the right people to marry and I'm I'm always happy with my husband. He he has been a good provider and not only that but also very supportive of me and and my art career. To tell you a little bit about my family, I have 3 kids. Clint is my oldest, Jackie's my daughter and Matthew is my baby. At that time we lived on a ranch farm at Oral, South Dakota. We we did that for 16 years, and, you know, some ways they were th- just some of the best years of my life because the kids were there, and even though we didn't have much money and the, the kids went to a little one-room schoolhouse down in Oral, and they got a good education. They, I'm real proud of all my kids. They learned how to work hard, and they've been successful in their lives and in that they've worked hard and achieved a lot, a lot more than I have, but I'm, I'm glad of that too. In 1986, there was the farm crisis, and we lost lost the farm. And before that, even though we worked hard to to keep it going, things were very tough. And I remember somebody must have sent our name into Willie Nelson's farm aid because we didn't. But a check came in the mail and I think it was for a hundred dollars from the farm aid and you know that made a world of difference to us. We was able to pay our electricity bill. Now we weren't we never did go hungry because we had cattle and, and pigs and produced a big garden and stuff. That electricity bill meant a lot to us and so I'll always be thankful for that for farm aid. So I think now, you know, about how people are losing their jobs and and having it very difficult, and I can relate to them because we've been through that, and and I can say you're going to come out on the other side. You know, don't give up. Don't get to feeling too bad about this whole uh, situation with quarantine and stuff. Well... We lost the farm, moved off the farm, and thought that was the worst thing that could happen to us. But actually, there's been many blessings that have come from that move. And uh, just to share a little bit, I I like to think 
the good Lord's up sending blessings to us, and and He has because with my art career, not only have things gone well, but I've been there where they haven't gone well. I remember going to Sioux Falls to Northern Plains Tribal Arts and was one, I think, the first time I ever went. hate to admit this, but I will say I cried all the way home because I never sold anything. And my husband just encouraged me, you know, that we'll hang in there and we'll keep going. And and as my career progressed, I have had some wonderful things happen. And, you know, actually we have traveled from all the way to California and Washington, D.C. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time and effort to to build a career. And I'm thankful for my husband for hanging in there and and helping me with that. I ended up actually with two businesses. One of them was the Sandy Swallow Gallery, and I had that business for 12 years. And, you know, it it was just a lot of fun. It, we'd, we'd be in the gallery and people from all over, from France and Germany and all over the United States would stop in and they were very interested in Native American culture and and it was our de- our pleasure and delight to to share with them some of that and actually I think that's where I got this in mind for Lakota Link that it'd be good that pe- people are interested in that not that I put myself out there as an expert because you know I'm just I'm just a mother, a wife, a grandmother, a great grandmother and you know I I've had some life experiences so I don't put myself out there as an expert but I hope that listening to this Lakota link that Maybe the one thing is that we understand each other a little more and respect each other a little more. And bear with me on this, <laughs> um, please, because uh, I'll be the first one to admit that I don't know what I'm doing. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen. And some of my guests that I've picked to to come on Lakota Link. Well, I guess right now all of them are what I'd call my friends. And some are very interesting. Some are a little controversial. Um, I'd say all of them are intelligent and all have something that I feel you, is a good idea to share with you. And for those of you who maybe aren't fortunate that your family's around or that they have time for you uh, in this busy world, it's awfully hard for anybody, any young family to make a living. I just want to say, you know, the Lakota Link, uh, we're going to be here to 
be maybe part of your family and that we can listen to your comments and I value your opinion because I'm going to be bringing you a wide diverse group of people and it's going to be people that I'm interested in and I'm really open to others that perhaps you would like to hear from. When I first started this I had kind of my idea was to tell old stories because uh, my brother Vic, he he has such an excellent memory and he can really tell you. He listened and was interested as a young man on history. And his mom, my Aunt Lizzie, was uh, full-blood Lakota and her her maiden name was Tubolds, and that was a big family down to Pine Ridge. And she married my uncle John Swallow, and they had four kids. And Vic now is an elder; he's eighty-one years old. And I I'm going to have a couple of segments with him, telling the stories that he he had heard. And I'm so thankful for people that can remember that because they're common day stories. They're not anything real special necessarily, but they shouldn't be lost. They they should be carried on and be remembered. I think about how things were in the olden days and how uh, people would be in their homes and whether that was a teepee or a sod house or whatever it was, and how if somebody was coming up, you know, riding on horseback, it was hot and windy, and they were probably hungry and thirsty for sure, and it was always something of the Old West that you you gave them at least water to drink and you helped them. And that is one value that is a Lakota value, and that's the value of generosity. And I'm thinking, you know, that even sharing these stories is a little bit of a form of generosity that you learn from us, and we learn from you, and and hope that you enjoy this and that you stick with us and you know I'm thinking as many people as I've picked out to interview there's going to be somebody that you're going to like there's somebody that you're interested in the first ones our first two segments are Billy Mills who was an Olympic runner and now he's he's a motivational speaker and he happens to be my first cousin and so we talked a little bit about family history I my mom told me a lot and I've done a lot of research and that'll be shared on Lakota link then I'm gonna have this his name's Mike Wise and he's actually an announcer for ESPN at one time and also a writer columnist for Washington Post and he's there in Washington DC and just 
talk about a smart man, and I, I got a kick out of interviewing him. We we had some laughs, and he, he how I got acquainted with him was through Billy because he's actually writing a book on Billy Mills, and Billy introduced me because he felt that I knew a lot about the family history. So, and that is one thing I kind of have always been interested in, even when I was a young wife, when I had three little kids running around. We'd go down to Shadron, Nebraska, and my great-uncle Ben Swallow was alive and we'd stop in and visit him and he told stories and I'm going to be sharing some of these stories with you. Uh, Another person you'll be able to listen to is Zach Dushnell and Zach is Cheyenne River Sioux tribe up up north of us and I've known Zach for quite a while. He's now uh, executive director of Intertribal Ag, Ag Council, and that's a national council uh, nonprofit organization that helps Indian producers, and they help them in many ways. And Zach's a pretty sharp young guy, and I've even learned some things from him on our interview. So those are kind of the first ones, and that's just part of my introduction. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment, and if you did, go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it, or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us, and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take